Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The 11 to 1 Show. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring, here for you. Two little words have changed my life. Parents out there may know them, but if you haven't heard them, I feel for you, I really do. What are they? I'll tell you after Mumford & Sons on LMFM's 11 to 1. Mumford and Sons kicking us off, getting us motivated this Monday morning, Little Lion Man. Just two words, but every time I hear them, they make me so happy. They have changed my life. Now, parents out there might know of them. They become kind of a lifesaver. No, not white wine, although those words are gorgeous too, aren't they? White wine. Yeah, that is a gorgeous couple of words. No, not that though. Play date. Play date, right? I was lucky enough <laughs> over the weekend for my son not to have just one but two blade play dates. Absolute jackpot. It was brilliant. Now don't get me wrong, look at I I love my son. You know what I mean? I love spending time with him, but he requires a lot of energy that I sometimes don't have. I also love having an afternoon to myself in front of the TV or, you know, going off shopping on my own. And that's what a play date will do for you. They are one of the few inventions that have come from America that I wholeheartedly approve of. Your kids get entertained and fed by somebody else at somebody else's house. And the icing on the cake is it's not babysitting. So you don't have to pay for it. And... This play date could sometimes last well over two hours. Now, that depends on how sound the parents of your kids' friends are. You know what I mean? It depends sort of on their sound level. Uh, now, you might think, but Sinead, hang on. What happens when the play date happens at your house? Look, at no sweat there either because you gladly suck up the hyperness and the mess and the eventual madness that will ensue <laughs> with the play date at your house because you know that sweet spot. You know how it feels when your kid is away at a play date. Plus, as well as all this, there's another, another added bonus to this. I have some new mom friends, uh, thanks to my kids. So it's a great way of actually meeting other people as well. Some of my closest friends now, I've actually met through my children. So that's a win-win. So play date. If it's not in your voc- vocabulary, if you haven't heard of this, if you haven't experienced a play date, oh my goodness, I highly recommend it. It's pure heaven, it really is. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. They say- Carlisle, heaven is a place on earth. Heaven is a place on earth. It's called Dunshocklin in County Meath. I am thrilled to hear this. Dunshocklin are crowned the winners of National Pride of Place Awards. Also, that is not the only accolade that Dunshocklin have. They're also the most friendliest place as well. So they're they're gathering up the awards. They are. Uh, they were crowned uh, the winners of this um, last uh, over the weekend, and of course, the awards were established to celebrate the best in community development and recognise the efforts of people who make their local neighbourhoods better places to live. And there are lots of people in Dunshocklin that are doing such hard work 
on this and well deserved well deserved Dunshockland Tidy Tames they accepted the award and it is fantastic news delighted to hear that well done Dunshockland well done Dunshockland to get an award like that pride of place fantastic Uh, now the cost of living oh don't worry no don't worry I'm not going to go there too much, right? But the cost of living is inspiring a new trend and it's all to do with one of the biggest days of your life. I'm going to tell you all about it after these. The 11 to 1 show. Getting a message in on 086 1800 658. Sinead, is there a play date for husbands? This is coming in from Melissa. We're talking about play dates, which are the best two words that you're going to hear if you're a parent. Is there a play date scenario for husbands? Melissa, say no more. I think that we need to establish this. <laughs> I'm loving this idea. Play date for husbands. There could be. There could be. I think we could start up a club on that. Uh, I, I get the impression that you're not having the best of Monday mornings, maybe with your husband, Melissa. You know. uh, more details if you want on 86 658 I'm not qualified, but I could give you some relationship advice if you like. <laughs> Speaking of relationships uh, and weddings in particularly, apparently the cost of living is inspiring a new trend when it comes to your big day more on that very shortly but first back to the music here's Ed Sheeran you see tonight it could go Ed Sheeran Celestial on LMFM's 11 to 1 from Celestial to Magical very shortly because we're going to be having Joe Daly the fantastic magician in studio with us in a little while now getting to our trend that we were chatting about apparently the cost of living and all that's going along with that is causing a new trend when it comes to couples and the big day this says get the house before a small in brackets, wedding and a 10 grand honeymoon. Uh, this is according to a survey from One Fab Day. So brides and grooms-to-be, they are turning down the sort of big over-the-top weddings. So, you know, the ones with the 200 plus guest lists and the big fancy affairs. They're turning down all of that. It's probably as well... Um, a trend that was sparked off from COVID. But smaller weddings are becoming massively uh, popular, according to to One Fab Day. And uh, this is, you know, because of the back of COVID, but also kind of cost of living. So they are very much going for the the smaller thing. And what they're doing now is they're splashing the cash on honeymoon, which I love. But it does kind of make me think, you know, if I was to do it all over again, would I go the smaller route? Now, not that I had a huge over-the-top wedding, but, you know, the way... When you're planning a wedding and family like to kind of come in and out with suggestions, I'm going to say, some helpful, some not so much. And you kind of get derailed a little bit in your plans and things kind of go, they spiral out of control. And all of a sudden you've got people that you don't even know at your wedding. You've got a band you don't like and you've got a huge, huge bill at the end of it. And, uh, you know, so I'm all about maybe kind of keeping things more smaller and more condensed. Uh, They're saying here in the article, it used to be the couples would have the wedding, then use their wedding gifts as a down payment for a house. Sorry, what? A down payment for a house with the wedding gifts. Who are these people inviting to their weddings? Oh my goodness me, that was not the case for me about 10 years ago, you know? Down payment for the house. Is that where I went wrong? Should I actually have invited the world and his wife to my wedding to have a down payment for the house? Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Now, I am all about, let's say, blowing the cash on the honeymoon, which is what another trend is all about, you know? Having a nice uh, five-star experience. Absolutely brilliant. That does beat sort of, you know, let's say a budget holiday, uh, you know, in Ireland. (laughs) Does beat that. It really does. But there you go. Couples, they are downsizing with the wedding. Loving that idea. And they're getting the house first. It's probably more important in fairness. Everybody's looking flying without There's Westlife flying without wings. This guy makes tables fly all over the place. He makes it snow on the stage. We're going to have some Monday magic with Joe Daly just after these. The 11 to 1 show.
You know you are in for one hell of a magic show when the magician can make it snow live on stage. Joe the Magician from RTE Junior's Abra Kidabra and Dizzy Deliveries, it's his new show, is bringing his spectacular children's comedy magic and illusion show to Druhan Arts Centre for one spectacular afternoon of mind-boggling fun. It's a mixture of laugh-out-loud comedy, magic as well, with jaw-dropping illusions on stage. It's a show not to be missed. I'm delighted to have Joe the Magician live in studio. How are you getting on? Good morning. Sinead, very well, thank you. A little tired yesterday. We had two sellout shows in uh, Dundrum, and uh, they were just phenomenal fun. So uh, usually I take Mondays off, but I I made it in here to talk to you today and tell you all about Drahid. Fantastic! I'm delighted that you're here in studio. Now, the last time that we were chatting, you were absolutely flat to the mat, uh, so so busy <laughs> yeah. over Zoom. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I I switched my business. You know, everybody kind of had to over Zoom. And being a magician, it was like somebody approached me and said, "Joe, would you do a magic show uh, on online?" And I literally laughed. I went, you can't do magic online. And then two months later, I had the busiest. Um, I like I was so busy. I probably my busiest year doing magic in twenty twenty. Oh my god! It's just unbelievable. And and like, what's it like then? Like going back into the live room again? Were you rusty? Did you have to sort I, of? I genuinely, I was rusty because I was so used to performing to a screen, and I had a little Zoom studio set up with the cameras, I had multi cameras, and I had all the props. But you, you could cheat an awful lot more because what the camera didn't see. And then when you were back live again, it was like, oh my god, everybody can see everything you're doing again. So you, you kind of, there was no, there was less room for cheating and manipulation of the cameras in front of you <laughs> when you have a live audience. So it was almost relearning again. For a while, yeah. Relearning again, absolutely. Now, uh, this show that's coming to Drehid Arts Centre, it's for one afternoon only, yep. Saturday the fourth of January or uh, the fourth of February, I should say. There's loads jammed in here. Uh, besides uh, making snow on command, tell me about this because. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so basically what I've done. My my true love and first love in magic was always uh, illusion. So my my the people I looked up to years ago was the likes of David Copperfield, the American illusionist, who did all these amazing illusions. And I grew up with all that. I didn't grow up with the kind of the close up magic that a lot of kids see now, like David Blaine and Dynamo, those kind of guys. I was always in into the big. So I brought that element to my kids theatre show so it's a lovely theatrical mix of magic illusion comedy but there's some spectacular moments in the show done to music where like at the at the finale of the show I I I, I literally make it snow on stage Amazing. and it's it, it I tell a story of about a kid who'd never seen snow and then I I I tell the kid I'm going to show show her what snow looks like and I go through this lovely little routine where then the whole stage covered in snow it is phenomenal it's my most favourite trick ever to do even I get goosebumps doing it and I've even got parents coming up to me at the end saying oh I was welling up watching that because it's <laughs> and it was like it's one of these illusions that it, it's just like it was inspired I suppose by my time watching the likes of David Copperfield where magic and illusion was, was like very emotive it wasn't just here's a card trick now it was just it was almost a little story and, and mixing that with lighting smoke mirrors music music, everything. It was just a love doing it. Now, I know a magician, a yeah. good mu- magician, never reveals his tricks, but how do you do it? Can you keep a secret? I can. So I can. can I. <laughs> I really thought he was going to walked right into that there, folks. Right into it. <laughs> I love it. But do you know what I loved about what you said there as well? That the this part of the show gives you goosebumps. Like, is that really important for you to be so kind of, you know, involved in it and to get those kind of goosebumps like every night and every time that you do it because you're performing this so much? Yeah, totally. It's like that was one of the big things where I really wanted to like like I come out I don't dress as I don't know how people think a typical kids entertainer might dress maybe mm. in a colourful costume clowny kind of stuff I come out in a top hat and tails yes and it's it's kind of oh you know your top hat and tails the shiny shoes the, the whole thing and I come out and I bring them I know it's a kind of a cliche to say but I genuinely do bring people and the kids and the adults and that's the big thing because they entertain the adults as well the adults are not going to sit there bored the adults are going to get great fun out of this because there's lots of stuff in it for the adults they'll go over the kids heads but we'll have great crack 
um, with the adults as well. But what I come out is, you know, I bring them on a little bit of a roller coaster where I show them some really amazing visual magic. Then I'll bring a kid up and we'll have great fun with the kid on stage. Like one of the tricks I do is I bring a kid up and I pour a bottle of Coke over their head. Now, obviously it disappears, <laughs> but I pour a bottle of Coke into a newspaper, which I make into a paper cone. And then I turn it upside down and it goes, but and, and it vanishes. But all the journey of bringing the kid up and having the fun with the kid on the stage. And then from that, I will go into the flying table, which is this beautiful ornate table, a really heavy wooden table on stage, then floats literally at my fingertips and goes out up over the audience. Amazing. Like it's, and that's done to the ET music. So <gasps> Talk can, about it, bringing it oh, to another level, you, It's even like, and I've done it a hundred times now at this stage. And uh, I absolutely like it. So it's that one moment of laugh out loud funny and then the next minute of... Oh, that kind of magic. Oh, I love it. That's what the show is all about. And is that the one trick that kind of blows their tiny minds? Um, there's a few of them, but that probably would be, that on the snow would be the two tricks that people go home talking about, going, oh, you have to see this. It's just, and people come back to me, to me, like I get loads of people when I when I return to a venue. Oh, I hope you're going to do such and such a trick. And usually it's the snow and the um, and the flying table. Love it. Yeah. Okay, well we can't make it snow in studio, but you no, do have some cards. Yes, <laughs> we're going to we're going to do that. something here. Okay, so magic on the radio. Things. Where would you yeah. get it? Okay, so. Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to manipulate your mind. Okay. okay. Now, this is not in the in the in the theater show, but it's it's just a little demonstration of what we can do, Sinead. So, I have a deck of cards you in do. my hand here. So it's it's in a box. The box is closed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an invisible deck, and I want you to take the invisible deck off me there. Okay. Yep. And pretend it's in the box. Yep. And what I'd like you to do is to take the cards out of the box right now in your imagination. Actually, physically go through okay. the process. Okay. Okay. So we're physically. Going through them, doing, yeah. Yeah, we have them here. The yeah, now yeah. fan the cards out in front of you. Yeah, yeah, Make yeah. sure they're all different in your mind. I want you to see all the different cards. So you, yep. have, you have a ten, jack, queen, king, ace, ace, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You have hearts, diamonds, clubs, or spades. Mm-hmm. What I'd like you to do is to actually take one card out of the middle of that deck somewhere. I want you to look at it in your mind. It's mm-hmm. invisible, but in your mind, imagine what that card is. Yep. And what I'd like you to do is to take it and turn it over and put it back in the deck. Okay, the it's going back in. Upside yep. down. So all now close up the deck. Yep. Give them back to me in the, in the box. Okay, I'm going to put them back in the box. Yeah, here we go. This box here in my hand is the actual manifestation of that box in your hand. There. Okay. So basically what you've done is you've taken a card out in your mind and you've turned it over. Yeah. So there's one card reversed in the deck of cards. Now I'm going to leave the deck in full. <laughs> okay. In my deck there's one card turned over okay Sinead how cool would it be if the card that I've turned over before I came into the studio out in reception before I came in here I've turned over one card how cool would it be if it's the card that you turned over in your mind it would be awesome okay now I want as you can see the deck is right here on the desk in front of me here you're going to take the card that's okay I'm going to fan the cards out in a moment and you're going to reach and you're going to take the one card that's upside down okay tell me and tell all the listeners what card were you th- did you turn over? Okay, Queen of Hearts. Okay, so here's a question for you. And I'm only going to ask you this question once. I won't ask you any more questions after this. Do you want to change your mind and choose another card? I don't. Okay, you were never going to change your mind. Okay, but watch this. I'm going to go and reach, get this deck of cards. I'm going to open it up like this at fingertips, which you can see is absolutely yeah. at fingertips. Yeah. I'm going to take the cards out of the box. Yeah. And I'm going to fan through the cards right in front of you. Yeah. You're going to see one card and one card only turned over in this deck. It's the only card I see it. turned over. It's genuinely, it's the, all the cards are face up. Yeah. One card with a red back face down. Sinead, I want you to take that card. <laughs> I'm so nervous. It better Take be it my out. Joe. Turn it over. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can tell by her reaction there that it is. I, I genuinely have nearly fallen off the chair. This is 100% the queen of <laughs> Joe, that's crazy. That is crazy. That is just pretty good. So, like, obviously, apart from the magic and the... the, in the, in the it's the amazing. Theatricality, we also have to be able to do a little bit of mind magic and mind manipulation. Okay, so, Joe, can you manipulate my mind in another way now uh, and put numbers... The numbers, the numbers. <laughs> you have no idea how much I'm asked this question. <laughs> and people say, can you tell me to win a lot? And I'd be at a gig doing a show and I said, do you think if I knew that... Do you think I'd be here tonight entertaining 900 drunk people going around doing car tricks? <laughs> that is incredible. My mind is one 
100% blown there it really is uh, now talking about uh, yourself and kind of you know this year and what's to, what's to come yeah. you have a brand new TV show it's called Dizzy Deliveries yeah. and this is a very special show isn't it? It is a very special show so it's a show that uses love which is sign language for children and adults with communication difficulties so um, it's a sign system so what love is it's quite different to Irish sign language where love is a system where you sign maybe one or two signs per sentence and you speak and sign so it's not it's not for children who are deaf per okay. se it's for um, kids and adults with communication difficulties so you'd you'd say a sentence and you'd sign two of the key words from the sentence like go, like to say oh, I'm going out to the shop to buy some groceries you'd, you'd, say, you'd sign going shop okay so the kid if by just reading the signs, they'd know what you're, have a good gist of what you're saying. So I learned love. Uh, so the TV show was was pitched to RTE and in, I think it was 2020. And they pretty much got to go ahead, you know, when everything kind of resolves um, to go ahead and shoot the show. And we shot it in 2022. And it was, I knew, I knew no love, I had no experience. Yeah. So I sat down and I learned love over Zoom with one of the main love tutors. And I spent like an hour and a half, two hours a week on Zoom learning it over like a period of about five, six months. And um, it was just the most unbelievable experience I've ever had because I didn't realize how important it was yeah. for families and, you know, kids and adults who have communication difficulties. And so we shot the show and we had brilliant fun shooting the show. We And we used children from the love community, kids with, with we had children with Down syndrome, we had kids with autism, a whole range of different kids um, in the show. And so it was great. We we'd so much fun shooting it. But when it aired, I, I, the emails and the, the messages I got after the show so people telling me how important it was that yeah. their kid had this show to watch so inclusive yeah oh like I yeah. genuinely just so many emails that, like genuinely I got tearful reading them and then I meet it's people amazing. after the show and they come up to me and they're and, and the parents again are, are tearful so, I promise the show is fun but if you want to cry <laughs> afterwards that's fun yeah. but I, and they're just saying oh my god this show is just I mean watch certain episodes and it's a great learning experience for as well as that siblings as well who, who might pick up a little bit of love yeah. but they're brushing up on their love themselves even the parents because there's in the show we we teach the key words at the end of each show so we have another character in the show Ashling who's who's actually a love tutor who teaches uh, the key words and show every episode you're you're learning new words and it's it's just a lovely skill to have and to use and now what I'm trying to do is bring love into my theatre show as well just use aspects of it so there's kids there in the audience they see it and they see the magician on stage using love and it's oh, it's it's just such an important thing I, I, that's such a great way to you know be inclusive particularly tr- through the arts it really is yeah. and you know is it challenging coming up with, with the new tricks because I mean you know like you say you're making snow on stage yeah. there's all this sort of, sort of stuff going on where do you get the inspiration yeah, from so take, for see, things because thankfully I'm doing magic since I was like I'm doing magic since I was six years of age when I went to see Paul Daniels over in, in Blackpool on holidays and like Paul Daniels was for anybody who doesn't know Paul Daniels was the was the kind of the David Blaine or the Dynamo of oh, his yeah. time on he really BBC. Was. Yeah. He was like huge. He had 17, 18 million viewers on a Saturday night. So back in the 80s, Paul Daniels was huge. And so I've been, I so in my mind, I have a huge repertoire of magic. And I like, I, picked up so many tricks over the years and I've seen so much magic that I could probably write, uh, you know, put new tricks into the show all the time. And sometimes yeah. I would, you know, new tricks are invented. I don't invent magic and I don't literally come up with magic. Mm. There's there's people that do that, but they're a different breed of people because they're very rarely performers. Of yes, so it's like, yes. You know, Little secret society. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so coming up with a new show, which I do as well, because when I return to a venue, I bring back a new show so it's a so the same people can come along and see a whole new show so um, I'm launching a new show this year in Rathout actually it's his first outing and then from next year if I come back to venues again it'll be that new show that's going on on the road so fantastic so it's yeah. all happening yeah. uh, so you're coming to Dread as you say but this is touring all over the I'm place touring all over Ireland Northern Ireland inclusive as well yeah so we're, it's touring up until the end of April then I will start back again in September October November of this year as well so. well Joe it's fantastic to see See you so busy. Thank it's you. fantastic to have you in studio here with me. Thank you so so much for joining me. No bother, Sinead. Thanks. I'll give you that card yes, back. Indeed, it's the free card. <laughs> fantastic. You. Uh, you can catch Joe Drihid uh, Theatre on uh, the fourth of February at three p.m. There's very very limited tickets left. I've been told.
but you can find them drihid.com and you can also catch up with Joe and what he's doing on his tour kidsmagician.ie the 11 to 1 show. I'm still stunned from that trick. I really am. Absolutely brilliant, Joe Daly. I'm wrecked as well. It's like, Joe, did you take my energy with you when you also read my mind with that trick? I don't know. Uh, but I'm feeling a bit like oh, zapped of energy. I need something that'll pep me up. I do, yeah. Oh. Oh, yes. We are going back in time today to a fantastic year. A year when a very cool TV show featured. It's going to be popping up now in our Northeast Update. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 Yeah, on this day, 1983, the A team with Mr. T. A pity the fool premiered on NBC and today is a wonderful day it's pie day pie day is a glorious opportunity to celebrate and eat pie whether it's sweet fruit pies a meat filled pie with gravy or those silly whipped cream pies that people throw for comical effect I urge you to celebrate pie day today LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. She has tax problems. She's got ex-husband problems, but she's got no problems with the music. Here's Shakira, Shakira. Section. No fighting, no fighting, no fighting, no fighting. No fighting. Shakira, hips don't lie. One man, one huge stage, one night only. John Connors, he's bringing his one man show to Navin. I'm going to catch a word with him after 12. The 11 to 1 show. 24 million dollars that is one heck of a hefty price tag it was for one musical icon to make a very expensive return to the stage more on that later on first back to the music here's Alicia Keys and LMFM's 11 to 1 Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mind, kicking off our second hour. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. $24 million. That is one hefty price tag. And it was for a musical icon to make a rather expensive return to the stage. I'm talking about Beyonce. She took to the stage for her first headline concert since 2018, which seems... So long. I mean, I know we had the pandemic and everything in the middle of it, but that's crazy. Uh, she performed at a private hotel launch event in Dubai. It was the grand reveal of Atlantis, the Royal, billed as the world's most ultra luxury resort. So, you know, maybe hence the price tag. I don't know. Uh, but the singer was joined by her 11 year old daughter, Blue Ivy. They do had a duet together, um, you know, uh, which, you know, there's a lot of chat as well about uh, nepotism. <laughs> at the moment baby nepotism and celebrities you know having influence let's say over their kids career and Beyonce's just going do you know what she's duetting with me it's happening she's going to smash that out of the out of the park there she had a 90 minute set apparently and apparently she's rumoured rumoured to have been paid 24 million dollars which is very expensive but you know it's Beyonce so there you go Uh, more celebrity news heading your way now in the buzz the Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Madonna has thanked her fans for buying tickets for her upcoming tour. Tickets sold out worldwide within hours. She still, though, hasn't announced the Dublin date. I just want to say thank you to all of my fans for all of your love and support. Over the last few days, I don't take any of this for granted. I feel like the luckiest girl in the world. And I'm so grateful for all of your support and I can't wait to put the show together and have a moment with each and every one of you on the stage to celebrate the last four decades John Fashionu has become the first celebrity to be eliminated from this year's Dancing on Ice the former footballer ended up in the skate off with Love Island winner Ekin Sue judges voted to save Ekin Sam Smith says certain people think they're Adele but in drag 
Sam was speaking to Drew Barrymore about it. Everyone seems to think that I'm Adele. <laughs> in drag. Because we've never been seen in, the, seen in the same room together. And if you slow down her voice, <laughs> it sounds a, maybe a bit like mine. So people think that we're the same person and I'm just in drag right now. <laughs> That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Interesting idea. Adele is... And Sam Smith and Sam Smith is in fact Adele I don't know I don't see it personally but there you go uh, moving to local celebrities now and I want to say a big congratulations to the Carlin family in Kilcurley they raised 5,000 euro 927 uh, 150 cent okay so over 5 grand this was all about for the lighting up the darkness back in uh, the Christmas there and it was in memory of their dear friend Isabel and also the money is going directly to St. James's Hospital so the guys uh, the Carlin family in Kilcurley they lit up their home they raised all this money and she sent Roisin sent me an email to say if you could let the listeners know and uh, a big big thank you to everybody who donated and supported them that is a fantastic achievement well over 5,000 euro and it's all for such a brilliant cause so well done to everyone who donated and to the Carlin family We are not going anywhere. One man, one stage, one unforgettable night at the theatre. We're going to be chatting to actor, writer, director John Connors after these. The 11 to 1 show. The lives and family histories of three young men as they grow up in Coolock, Dublin's north side is the focus for a theatre production coming to Solstice Arts Centre tonight. It's called Ireland's Call and has been described as an unvarnished portrait of life in economically marginalised Dublin and is written and performed by a man who is one of the most important writers and actors of this generation. John Connors, you're very welcome to 11 to 1. How are you getting on? I'm getting on very well, Jeanette. How are you? Great to have you back on the show. Now, I should add director to my list of titles there, John, because I believe you've been quite busy directing since I last spoke to you and your film, uh, The Black Guelph. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Guelph, Guelph. That's understandable, yeah. yeah. No, no one really knows what it is or what it means, so yeah. Yeah, well, actually, the, 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 the description behind this, I'll get into that now in a second, but this has received really great reviews. This is your film directorial debut, is it? Yeah, it is in drama, yeah. And, and and tell me about it, because this is, as I say, getting rave reviews. Um, it was very complex shoot, I believe, during COVID and all the rest of it. And mm. there's lots of kind of references to Dante's Inferno and all this kind of stuff. There's deep stuff going on in this. <laughs> You've done your research today. Well done. Uh, yeah, so um, it basically we met it during COVID. It was, uh, it was impossible to make. We got turned down by a number of uh, institutions, funded institutions that told us it was too dark or it was the wrong film for me for my directorial debut, which I think is ridiculous. Anybody anybody telling you what you should do and what sort of art you should make. Uh, so I just put it out there into the ether and started talking about it, actually on a radio show, and someone got in touch uh, who was interested in funding it, and yet we, we started to put it together. And What it's about, I suppose, I mean, the reference to Black Wealth, Mm-hmm. Is uh, is uh, the Black Welfare group of people in ancient Rome that wanted to uphold the power of the Pope? They're Pope loyalists, and anybody who went against them, including Virgil, the great poet who wrote Dante's Inferno, where they banished or massacred. So they're pretty bad people. So essentially, what we're saying is the state of Ireland and successive governments since the formation of the the Free State is the Black Wealth because it chose to protect the power of its um, institutions over the interests of its people. So we explored the intergenerational effects of uh, clerical abuse so not just the generation that went through it which we're kind of familiar enough with people are what we haven't really got into especially within the arts and, and definitely within film uh, is that intergenerational effect what happens to the next generation if the mother or father that went through the laundry or went through the industrial school doesn't resolve that trauma just like with any trauma you pass it down and the effects can keep going down the lines so that it becomes like there's an ancestry for the trauma yeah. that the DNA for it. So essentially, that's what we're exploring, and we're sort of setting it up in a world in the world of sort of crime with the lead character Canto, who you think is just another mad 
gangster uh, and you realise actually this fella has a lot of trauma and abandonment and no self-esteem. Um, so yeah, we, we, we did it under really mad circumstances on an extremely low budget after being rejected by everybody. And we went to a prestigious festival called the Oldenburg Film Festival in Germany it's a top five independent film festivals in the world and we won us one best film and amazing, one best actor amazing. absolutely yeah. brilliant and like you said you know nobody is going to tell John Connors no first of all <laughs> no, no particularly it when it comes to his art and what he wants to create and this was so so important for you to get out there so uh, you know have, have you got the bug for it now John are, you got, are we going to see more from you in terms of this Oh yeah, directing wise, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely. I, I've I've done a couple of documentaries and and stuff and load of shorts, and then that was the big one for me. So I'm I'm going to go forward with a with a film about travellers next. Fantastic. Um, uh, because I, I think a real you know there needs to be a seminal film about travellers. Any film that has ever been made about travellers has been sort of through a patronising superficial mm. lens. So I, I'm in a position to tell it tell it correctly and do it justice I think yeah and, and the perfect man to do it absolutely and I believe over the, the summer as well you were involved in shooting some short films featuring members of the travelling community but this was yeah. back in front of the camera was it? Yeah well well, actually it was a, it was a course that uh, myself and my business partner Ternan ran so like our, our kind of motto in our company Custer Fox is giving voice to the voiceless you know mm-hmm. so um, Ternan is a cognitive scientist an integrative psychotherapist and a psychologist and I have my own angles around creativity and mental health. So we devised a course that was funded by Creative Ireland, in which we did week-long um, um, sessions of acting um, and writing around creativity, around mental health. And then they all performed the last day. So we yes. actually did a week in the Salsas um, with a great group there. And we did that for five weeks all around Ireland with all different groups. And uh, very, very rewarding for myself, to be honest with you. And yeah. seeing that much traveller talent that is just untapped, you know what I mean, that's out there. And it goes to show, you know, how many other artists could be out there among the travellers, among working class people, among people who don't normally get an opportunity in the arts. Um, because I think that's what's very important for me is inviting those people into the arts and getting those people involved and hearing their voices uh, because they could be the next great artist, you know. Oh, completely. And this is kind of where the collaboration and, and support, I suppose, comes in from Meath Travellers Workshop for the performance of, of yeah. Ireland's Call Tonight. And this idea of life on the margins, I mean, this is something obviously you can relate to personally, but it's the, mm. the, the main theme that we have going on here in Ireland's Call. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And again, it's an exploration. It's an exploration of the kind of underclasses in Ireland over the last 50 years and how people have been treated. And, and it definitely has some of the... Um, some of the themes that is explored in the Black Wealth mm. as well, and that thing of trauma as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, the Mead Traveller Workshop, um, they're, they're amazing down there, Nell, and Michael, rest in peace, yes. um, you know, who who was like, when I mean, you know, a hero, I mean a hero among travellers, and one of our greatest ever actors, along with Nell as well, who is still with us and very healthy, thank God she'll be there, and, and her son, Michal, cousin of my own again good people uh, so they've been wanting to get me down and Laura wanted to get me down for a long time and then I got cancelled before Christmas there because of Covid oh, I know. and that I got Covid so so yeah we're finally uh, finally doing it and you know I did the week in the Salsas there yes. on that stage and I was saying oh my god I'd love to perform here like it's oh it's a massive a, stage isn't it it's, it's fantastic massive yeah. and you know it's massive and it's that in, it's not right for my show because <laughs> <But laughs> my show is only a one man show and I mean when I think when I tell you it's minimal it's super minimal but uh, but at the same time um, I love that challenge you know what I mean so, oh yeah to, it, to fill a space like that absolutely so, yeah. yeah so just yeah. looking at it it's, it just has an iconic look about it right? almost futuristic or something it totally so, is it totally yeah. is and yeah. as you, you rightly make you say you know this this show is extremely intimate um, you know it's, it's literally you on the stage but you play three different young men tell me about the three different characters that flit you flit between yeah, well, I tell I tell the story through the character of James and his sort of family line, and his family line explores uh, again Ireland over the last fifty years. It explores the heroin epidemic that we go through with his parents, it explores the industrial skill that we go through with his grandparents. But he has two psychics. One is named English, and and English is called English because he was born in England and came back when he was two years old. Mm-hmm. But his mother and father's from Derry, 
and he's super Irish and super Republican because he's overcompensating for the fact that he was born in England. So he just accepts that name. So he has his sort of identity thing, and that's the kind of thing that runs through it. And then his other sidekick is Patrick, who has a, a, an Irish mother and a Nigerian father. Now, Patrick, every time he gets drunk, will always uh, talk about Ireland and Nigerian similarities, and that the only two countries of the world who have Guinness breweries, they both have the same page of St. Patrick, and they're both colonized by the British. So, and then James in the middle then has a mother and father who, you know, he died. He died, um, who died uh, through drugs and that. So they're all struggling with their identity, all struggling uh, on the, the margins. Um, but really, uh, like I've had some mad reactions. So they did 80, 86 shows of this all across the world, uh, you know, Australia and um, um, uh, Paris and, and New York, everywhere. And I remember the most interesting one was actually in Le Stole, the Writers Week, where we had a, an, an older um, sort of middle-class writer audience. Mm. And and about 20 minutes in, I half the audience had left, like 20 oh, minutes in. Wow. Um, okay. Because it's it set up in a way that it looks like in a, a superficial look of sort of drugs and, yeah. and that sesh life and, you know, a beat and they're doing all this stuff. So they're all leaving and they're all offended by the language and stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to my head going, don't go, you know, don't, you know, trust me, what's coming around the corner? Because mm. the, the show's like whiplash. I set it up as one thing to hurt the audience and, you know, it comes out as something completely different. And we go into a, a whole of trauma and history and all that stuff. But by the end of it, then, it was the weirdest thing. By the end of it, uh, I got a standing ovation, the longest one I got. And, um, you know, 20 people in that audience either went to an industrial school or a magazine laundry. Wow. And I did a three and a half hour Q&A. And you were like even saying that we, we wish those people didn't go, you know. Yeah. So it's, you just don't know what will happen in the show or what will grab some people. Like, whereas in other shows like I do in Ballymun or, or the Civic, uh, you know, uh, that 15, 20 minutes, they love that because yeah. so, it's so much fun to it. <laughs> and they can relate to the colloquialism yeah, totally. and the vernacular, you know what I mean? So there's kind of something there for everybody of a different generation, you know. But uh, yeah, don't, well, uh, well, oh, don't get offended too easy, I'd say. Oh, definitely not. But two things come to mind there as you, as you say that. The first is it... In- incredibly daunting as a performer to see people walk out and secondly was it important for you to have an audience like you say there an intellectual audience a writer's audience people who might be in that world is it important for you to have their stamp of approval a little bit John? No no it's not actually well what's important is that I expose them to something different Mm. That's mm. what it is. I actually don't really care about that. And I, people say that, and I actually don't. I want to show them something that's different, that's authentic from the world I come from, because they're used to, you know, stuff that comes from their world. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm definitely interested in seeing their reaction. And I do the Q and A after every single show. I've done mm-hmm. it, and I'll do it tonight because it's probably going to be my last show ever. This, and um, so I, I love hearing their responses to it and how people interpret it differently. Um, that's where I, I get a really, really kick out of and we've had just brilliant community uh, conversations uh, you know because there is so many issues that are getting delved into but again it's in, it's in the form of story you know that's the way to do this like you can go like again I had another reaction in Cavan where I had 350 kids there in Cavan and um, afterwards the teacher stood up and was like this is like one of the best ways to talk about you know the use of drugs yeah, and this that and the other completely. and we had another two hour conversation around that so so they were kids like 16 years of age and all and they were laughing at the language at the start and oh, you know, sure, of course. That, yeah, yeah. that nervous <laughs> energy you know, yeah. and that was brilliant you know but with the Listol people who were walking out I was panicking of course yeah. now if that had happened in the first week of a run I'd be really bad and, but but by then I'd done 50, 60 shows and I just said slow it down nothing you can mm-hmm. do you can't kick them back stay at the pace don't rush it for them you have to keep, you have to stay on the show so that's, oh, I love that, it's, John. like everything else it's, it's experience you know what I mean oh totally and like you say you do, you, you, you you have that going on in the back of your mind but you're in the zone you're, you're going for it yeah. and you know like you you started out acting and it was obviously through acting that, that you found a cure for your own mental health issues. It brought you on the path that you're on now. You're, you're going into the, the more the, the directing role. Do you think the arts and finding this really rescued you, John, from, from a life that could have been similar to, to the characters in Ireland's Call? Whatever that is. Look, the reality is I wouldn't be here if I didn't find it. Uh, and, and I think, you know, for people who are, are repressing things or not aware of their traumas or going through uh, mental health problems, uh, creativity can be a real beacon of light um, because what it allows you to do, first of all, is express all that stuff you have, all that angst, with all that repressed stuff that's coming down from your gut 
and gets it out there and it cleans the slate. Now, what you'll find after that is you'll find then you'll just become a better communicator, you, you know, through the arts. Because if you're you're expressing yourself, you, you, you're you're um, you're you're teaching yourself then to to communicate better. And because it's not healthy to just use it for that, I mm. think. But initially, that's I think that's what it's brilliant for. And a lot of people out there are really creative people, and they don't realize it, you know. So. Uh, that's what I always say. Someone tries something, pick up a guitar, uh, a ukulele thing, whatever. Um, uh, do something creative, uh, and it does genuinely help just offload some of the negativity and the stuff that you're holding. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think John, you're a fantastic role model for for the next generation in terms of that. You really are. Um, so, are you working on anything new right now? You mentioned that this is going to be the last of of Ireland's Call. This is going to be the last performance for a while. So, so what's new? And please tell me you're going to come back to theatre with another show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely going to come back. I've, I've written a, a one-man show, um, and uh, when I say I've written it, it's still very loose. <laughs> it's nowhere near final draft. But um, it's one that's kind of about, you know, because the first one when Ireland's called, I didn't want to make him a traveller character because people mm. go, John Connor's traveller, giving out kind of stuff. And 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 I'm glad it didn't. And, and, and with this new one, it is a traveller character, but it's it's... I'm glad again that I'm doing it second because I would have done it with a lot of anger as well yeah, if I did course. it before. This one is no anger actually. It's Ooh. more culture and it's more um, like magical. That's the way to describe it I suppose. Yeah. So the, the kind of lead character is a busker who's like busking in um, in uh, like rural Ireland uh, or, or kind of the Midlands and the roads in the 70s and he's trying to make a few quid and, and, and it's kind of a dramedy and, but through his busking you kind of go through the history of Ireland and you go through the theories and you go you go all all uh, the, the the metaphysical and all that stuff and you know and going back to Coo Cullen and all Brilliant. that kind of stuff and then loads of songs and laughter you know uh, you know very different that. John very different yeah. departure for you I'm loving that though and I think that audiences are, are going to be really surprised for for you yeah. to do something like this I'm excited to to see that when it's when it's yeah. ready to go and and come back to me and we'll we'll have a chat when it yeah, is ready for sure absolutely well listen John always a pleasure having you on the yeah. show thank you so much for taking yeah, the time out much. thanks really a million thank you Ireland's Call by John Connors it's tonight in the Solstice Arts Centre solsticeartcentre.ie I promise you you won't be disappointed it's a powerful work to see on the stage performed by John one of the most important people working in the arts at the moment uh, so please do go out and support it uh, solsticeartcentre.ie The 11 to 1 show There's already play dates for husbands. It's called golf, says Cahill in Mornington. We were talking about play dates a little earlier on. And Melissa, who was having a bit of an argy-bargy, I'm going to say, with her husband was like, you know, is there play dates for husbands? It's called golf, says Cahill in Mornington. Brilliant. Thank you, Cahill. Back to the music now. Here's the killers with Human. Nonsensical lyrics, but I love it. The Killers with Human on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, an absolute icon of the 90s is back on our screens this week. No, no, not in that. Not in that, okay? But you will recognise her from this TV show. There's a new documentary on her. I'm going to give you all the details after these. The 11 to 1 show. I played this little bit of music just before the ads and I have to say, I really want to play it again because it's like all of my childhood nostalgia and Saturday night viewing and the excitement when you hear this themed tune start. It's building. Oh yeah. Love it. Look at them. They're racing into the sea to rescue people. Okay, there's lots of bikinis as well. There's helicopters overhead. Run! Run! Explosions in the background. I mean, fantastic. It's all you wanted. He's jumped out of a hel- he's jumped out of a helicopter. It's all that you want in viewing on Saturday. Okay, this was very, very exciting. But one of the stars of this hit series from the 90s 
We're going to see her in a very, very different way now because uh, she is releasing a documentary this week. It is Pamela Anderson. It's Pamela, a love story. And uh, it's going to be released on Netflix on the 31st, sorry, the 31st of January. Here's a little taster of the trailer for you. I didn't sleep last night at all. If anybody's watching this, go to hell. I blocked that stolen tape out of my life in order to survive. And now that it's all coming up again, I feel sick. I want to take control of the narrative for the first time. I don't think people consider her the owner of her own image. It's Pamela Anderson, public property. I didn't feel like I had a lot of respect. Did you want to be a serious actress? I am a serious actress. had to make a career out of the pieces left but i'm not the damsel in distress i put myself in crazy situations and (laughs) survived them oh she it's gonna be great she's like you've never seen her before in this by the way pamela a love story netflix the 31st of january uh she's speaking obviously about the uh, stolen sex tape she also talks about the fact that she feels violated by the makers of the new tv series about that sex tape uh, as well also there's allegations around tim allen and home improvement that's come to light as well in the last couple of hours regarding this but it's very much uh reflecting as well her tumultuous relationship with tommy lee and other partners in her life as well so it's talking about that and talking about her kids and sort of her comeback into into the spotlight as well and apparently she said that she sort of decided not to focus um, or she decided to focus all her attention just on herself be in love with herself that kind of thing don't meet any men that was her goal for, for last year and she says you know the capacity to be alone is the capacity to love but this is going to be so so good for me and people are going to see a whole different side so January 31st Pamela a love story on Netflix. Well, I don't to you. Bring back Baywatch. That's the sort of thread that's going on here on 086 658 Mostly by men, it seems here on WhatsApp. Go figure. Go figure with regards to that. Do you know, it was very dodge, wasn't it? Baywatch. But, and very adult, I'm going to say, for my little innocent young mind. It went way over my head. All of the storylines and being much I was just all about them diving into like realistically very shallow water you know what I mean diving straight in and all the rescues and all of the drama bring it back yeah I would I would sign a petition to bring back Baywatch I really would um as long as they had Mitch, you know, actual Mitch, you know, come back, you know. Some people, you have to have them come back. I'm, I'm going to say the, the Hoff would need to be in it. Uh, they, You know, speaking of that as well, bringing things back, straight after Baywatch on a Saturday was Gladiators, you know, and I think that is coming back. So f- happy days, happy days on that one. I'll, I'll keep you posted if I find out when it's coming back. On tomorrow's show, we are going to be chatting to Cormac and Daryl Noonan. They are from Navin. They both went down very different paths in life after school and things, you know, thankfully worked out for them now. But they prepare young people not just for life, or sorry, not just for exams, but for life. And they have a new series of workshops that they're going to be um, promoting in schools over the next few while. We'll be chatting to them on tomorrow's show. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your messages. Thanks to all the guests. Hope you have a great day. Chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 Show. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring, here for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.